On today's episode, we talk about the TV series Dead Still, which I did the research for and Adam watched. And uh, that being said, let's just jump into it. Overall, uh, you saw this episode. It was a quick summary of it. What was it about? What were the different types of things? Did you like it? Um, well, I think you introduced it wrong. It's actually Acorns TV's Dead Still. Did you know that? Yes, I did. Okay. It was funny because they threw that in your face. You had to sign up for Acorn TV before you could actually watch this episode. Is it like Crackle? It's like any paid thing, but you get the first 30 days free on Amazon Prime, so that's what I did. Um, and the show itself is about one of those um, photographers who take pictures of dead people back in the 1800s when film was not very common, and the only time they really ever used it was to take pictures of people and their families once one of their members had passed away. So it's kind of an interesting premise. It reminds me a lot of, in the same vein of Endeavor or the Sherlock uh, show or Father Brown, kind of a mix of those. Um, so like PBS? Yeah, so like it could PBC. be on PBS. But at the same time, I think it was better than um, Endeavor or Father Brown as far as a little less cliche, a little bit more interesting and the jokes were i think a little bit funnier too the uh plot seems to be a little bit strange uh if you could akin this to any type of movie or tv show that people liked um that would like this what, what would you say it's closest to or most relevant to oh i don't know as far as tv or i mean movies are concerned um it <clears throat> i watched the pilot and i know that they've released a couple episodes and it was the first one that it clicked. And it actually is probably the best one to watch if you're just starting the show, obviously. And uh, it was pretty interesting, though, because it introduced you to the main character who's kind of curmudgeon-y, idiocentric, and like um, he skulks about. Um, and he's kind of like full of himself a little bit. But at the same time, you can see he's just sort of trying to get do his job and um he's taking a picture to start the episode of this woman who's passed away and her family comes in and starts to fuss over her after he's set her up all sitting on the uh chair to look exactly the way he wants and they come in and mess that up and he takes the picture and then uh they're sort of following him out asking him the details of when they're going to get the picture and he's like kind of just trying to dismiss them as fast as possible, and then he hurts his foot, and we find out that he has a carriage driver name. This was one of the main things was uh, that each name was really hard to pronounce, so if I get these wrong, it's not on me. Carruthers is the name, I think, of the carriage driver, and the name of the main character was like Brock Blummerhausset or something. They said it a bunch, but Every time it sounded like they were mumbling. Were these uh, were these names supposed to be like kind of comedic? No, they're just really old names. Um, there were some simpler ones like Naomi um, Naomi uh, Vickers, uh, Frederick Regren, Re Regren, I think, uh, and then there's Colin Malloy, um, Billy, and Mr. Roth. 
those were easier names, but the first two, they were they were kind of torture to get through. Uh, which uh, which would you say is your favorite character and why in the show? Hmm. Um. Well, so what happens with his storyline is that he loses the picture that he took of the family, right? Yeah. And then we're introduced to his niece, which comes from out of town to come live with him, and she wants to become an actress, so she's sort of like working uh, to help him, kind of as an assistant. And then we get a cross story of the detective who's doing these uh, cases, like he's uh, um, investigating all these suicides that are actually what he thinks to be murders, because all the, even though they cut their own wrists and stuff, they're kind of presented in the same way that this guy shows off his people before he takes a picture of them. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So he's investigating this murder thing, and you'd think, oh, he's going to suspect the the main character, but he never does. He uh, goes to see the main character, and uh, because of something that goes on at the house, and uh, and finds out that the photo has been taken or whatever. Not the detective, but the main character does, and he starts looking around frantically for it. And he uh, kind of tells everybody he's missing a camera lens, but in reality, he's lost the photo that he was supposed to take for the family, which apparently is pretty expensive to have to redo. Also, the fact that she's being buried right now, so they would have to dig up her body to get another photo. So obviously, he's a little bit perturbed and and scared that someone's going to figure out that his one thing has been taken. Um, there's competing agencies, so there's a lot of people he thinks are out to get him, and so he doesn't want to admit that the photo is gone. Um, and then this grave digger comes up to him, named Colin Malloy, and says, hey, I'm a big fan of your work, so I immediately think he's the, like, guy killing everybody, because I'm thinking, like, oh, he's, like, a copycat, sort of. But he's not. Like, we find that out pretty quickly. He becomes sort of like Greg from Succession, where he's he's just sort of there. Is it like a Greg-Tom relationship? No, because the main character is just a little less, like, he doesn't really um, care too much about anything else except trying to find that photo. Uh, but for instance, like, Greg tries to go... Sorry. <laughs> um, what's his name? Colin goes to... The other grave digger and says, I, I, the, this one guy who's taking the photos, I want to go talk to him about getting like a job or working with him on some stuff. And Billy's like, the, uh, it's consumption season. What are you talking about? And it's like, so they have seasons for different diseases and stuff, which was pretty funny. And then he goes to the guy's house and Nancy opens the door. Sorry, I think I called her Naomi before. It's Nancy. And um, <clears throat> she's like around his age. Um, so when she opens the door, he's obviously like, hello. And then she looks down at his feet and they're like filled with, uh, dirt because he's a grave digger. And, uh, he says like, oh, and she's like, is that thinking it was like crap or something? And he's like, no, it's mud. Uh, you'd be surprised how much I scraped off already. (laughs) So he'd been like working on that. And then later on, uh, the main character kind of tells Colin, that he needs him to go look at these other places if they've had this camera lens, which is code for the picture. And uh, Nancy brings him a piece of paper of all the places. 
with all the and that each place has their fancy like scrawled handwritten name on it and he's like you've got beautiful handwriting and then uh the main character is like i wrote that <laughs> yeah so it was it was pretty funny um so skipping ahead a little bit uh colin's research leads him to find like people tied up and he quickly finds out that it's actually the photograph that's been taken and that there's this the husband of the girl who died who actually is like pretty violent um is just going around places recklessly and he probably took the photograph and so he went to the main character's house the the main guy the bad or sorry the bad guy the 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 beast and his name is mr roth and he just threatens them all with a knife and there's some pretty funny scenes with that because um they end up tying up nancy but not the other one the main character because Nancy's more of a threat to him than anyone and then uh I mean, I'm assuming there's some funny dialogue that takes place after that yeah more so when they get to his private room where they're developing the photo and he sees the rest of the family is in the photo and he doesn't like that he's like he's just one-minded villain and uh pretty stupid at that but he's like if I don't get to have a photo of her, no one does. And he's about to destroy the photo. And they're like, wait, uh, we can alter the photo. We'll cut it out. And for a second, you're like, oh, okay. So that's what they're going to do is start altering photos. And then, uh, but then he's like, no, you're a grave digger, right? You're going to dig up her body and we're going to take another photo. So then it was like, what? And then that's where the rest of the episode went, which is all of them having to go to the grave site dig up the body, open up the casket, take another photo before the police find out that there's grave diggers there, feign that they've all been tied up so that people think that they're not responsible for anything that happened, and everything works out fine at the end. So is this like, is this a show that characters, are there like no likable characters, or are the characters likable? Or? No, they're, they're likable, um, the, but this is this, at the very end. You get several scenes at the very end that are kind of just like twist, twist, twist. And the first one is the detective tells the mortician guy or ex-mortician who's now the photographer, um, hey, uh, there's this murder thing going around that's being feigned as a suicide. And the guy's like, suicide's not my area. He kind of blows off the detective, right? And then we're just like, okay, uh, we know that the main character isn't the murderer or we're like 90% sure right so then uh after that there's a scene where the uh this guy is in a house we've never seen him before he opens up a book of like pictures and they're all of the suicide murders that happened right yeah okay and so we're just like whoa what's going on is he going to be the next victim is this like some sort of dexter thing where they put the photos in front of the person right before they like get them and so I'm like waiting for it. But then this old, this lady walks in with like a complete veil over her. So you can't see. And she's like, you're not supposed to be here. And then he's like, I'm just looking for the bathroom. This is a great party. And you can hear like voices downstairs. And then she like does this pointing through the veil. We never see her face. And then he sort of just exits with the book behind his back. And then that cuts to that. And then the last scene is Colin quitting his job at, as being a grave digger and asking the main character for to be his assistant and Nancy kind of bullies her uncle into letting that happen. Cause she feels like her, his, her uncle is really just kind of like not, not he's kind of like house in that way where he's just like, kind of not going to really have an emotional intelligence unless 
people kind of push him to do something. Um, and that, but then, so he accepts him being his assistant. And the major twist is like you, the, then the main character does a voiceover and he's like, I'll have an assistant again. And he's talking to all the photos on his wall, which are all dead bodies. And it's like the creepiest vibe. And you're just supposed to think like, is he evil? Cause it's pretty clear that his assistant must be the murderer. From, from what I, from what I uh, saw on this and, I don't know what it is, it's just my luck with these shows, that they don't have a Wikipedia or that much written on them, but uh, one of the reviews I read was that it takes a lighthearted approach. To what? To kind of its story about post-mortem, you know, like in death and stuff like that, especially during this coronavirus time. Oh, well, yeah, that's what I thought at first. Like, the joke I said about the... It's consumption season. Like, yeah, this is obviously they're making light of it. Another thing that's weird about the show is that it seems oddly modern. Like, they talk in old vernacular. And they're wearing old clothes, doing a much better job of that than, like, the Kelly Gang did when we watched that movie. Yeah. But at the same time, their sense of humor is very like much a little bit like plebs. Not as, like, obvious, you know? But there are definitely jokes where it's like, if you were watching this recreation from an Endeavor point of view or something that was actually current to there that sense of humor would not go anywhere. They'd be like, well, that's weird. Why did they say something like that? Like, there's a little bit of a feminist vibe in, in, in what Nancy's talking about sometimes. Not that, like, it doesn't make sense and not that it's not funny when things are brought up, but it's just, like, that's more of a joke I'd expect to see on, you know, something that's talking about, uh, I don't know, uh, something from the 60s, something from the 2000s. So the story with... Uh with kind of everything I was reading was that um, one of the reviews saying it was uh, complex and I, with all the twists that you were stating and stuff it, it sounds like that but but would you agree like is it is it just the I guess what I'm asking is is it the twists that are uh, that are like the thing that make it complex or is it the story just in and of itself uh, compared to Father Brown it's super complex compared to like dark or actual complex stories on like Netflix and stuff like that. No, it's not super complex. Um, that said, I, I think I liked it. I think overall it was pretty good and uh, I recommend it for people who like um, just to check it out, you know? Uh, so it ends up on a cliffhanger, right? Several. There's A, the one where it's like, what's going to happen to the dude who just found the photo book of all the dead people that have been, who are clearly been murdered and have been set up as suicides. And B, what is up with the main character? Is he really just insane? Do you think that would be? be do you think that they could be like just throwing a twist in there where it's like later on in the series you realize he's not and it's just like some like some kind of misleading thing, or is it like one of those things where it's like no, he he probably is insane. The main character, yeah, his delivery of the last line where he's literally talking to no one but dead photos on the wall, like he does that a lot. It's just it screen and also when the detective told him about the murders and he kind of just dismissed it it makes you seem like this guy has some secrets and he may be like partially a psychopath <laughs> but that i don't think he's the murderer i just think that he is a weird dude the the nancy brought it up earlier she's the most human of all of them besides colin maybe she says to her uncle she's like um near the end she's like 
uh, you use people and then discard them because he needed to call in earlier to find the photo. But once he didn't need him anymore, he got rid of him. And then she said, you did the same thing to me when we were all at uh, our place. And you used to say that I could be an actress and blah, blah, blah. And then he responds with something that I believed at the time where he was like, it may have appeared like that, but that's not how it actually was. So I don't know. He's probably, if they're going to be sticking to a traditional vibe, not going to be crazy or anything like that. But he definitely has some antisocial or weird is, behavior. Is it is it dramatic, though, at any points? Well, it becomes... The most dramatic scenes also then become the funniest. Like the, the, the Beast guy, right? When he comes in and uh, they, they're digging up the grave, and you're like, Jesus, they're digging up his dead wife's grave to take a photo of them, her again. Uh... And, and as soon as they hit the grave, he's like, open it. And uh, the other, uh, Colin's like, we can't open it here. Like, he's the voice of reason. And then the guy just, open it. <laughs> it did not matter at all. Uh, and that happened several times where he was just his, like, the evil guy's brain was just, like, so one-track minded that he didn't care about anything else. So, this is a six-part series. Um, oh, okay. So, it's going to be done in six episodes. Yeah, and it's kind of, it was, it's, like, kind of... So, it is, like, sure. For Can Canadian audience and U.S., yeah. It's, it's basically, like, that BBC type of type of deal. Um, and you kind of got the plot kind of on the head, because you watched the pilot. I was expecting you to watch uh, the fourth episode, so there's going to be some more questions that I, that I had oh, prepared. But, no, it's, it's okay. Uh, I think... Yeah, that kind of... So, overall, you recommend it, then? Yeah, so it's a Canadian series, you said? Yeah, it's for U.S. and Canadian audiences. Probably U.S. and Canada, right there on the notes. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that the the humor is very American and very Canadian. It will fit well with that. I think the budget wasn't, like, huge or anything, but the way they did it was pretty uh, creative. Like, they did a montage of... Colin um, going to all these places looking for the photo and kind of crossing them off the list as he goes. And then, like, you see him kind of exhausted eating, like, an apple or something on a bench. And it was just like, this. That's it's better than a lot of shows that just become really boring and monotonous. Would you, so would you say that this is more for, like, a... Um, because, like, with stuff like Father Brown and, like, Endeavor, it's obviously for an older audience... Is this like kind of for that younger audience, like a, a younger audience, or yeah, the main? Well, not younger. You like like younger, younger than the Father Brown audience. Probably the, the thing about Father Brown is like they'll tell you the entire story at the very end when they're cracking out the murder. It's kind of like a Scooby Doo episode where they'll once he's solved the case, he'll present it to everyone at the very end, right? Yeah, in the one episode I've seen, um, and he'll just say, "This is what happened." And then you'll see backlashes that go, so you can completely just be like not there watching the episode at all. Zoned out, yeah, yeah, completely zoned out or just yeah sleeping <laughs> and wake up and understand everything that happened at once but with this it's uh yeah that's where you can say it's a little more complicated and the characters are a little funnier and uh, uh i think colin was the big surprise because at first i was like oh they introduced the murder victim so because i'm so used to that sort of cliche or sorry number different murder or um cliche like we're going to present the evil character right at the start but they've he seeing that he wasn't that person and that he actually wasn't just a dum-dum either made it uh, a lot of fun to watch. Um, 
and so the acting was good also. Yeah, and then they they were pretty uh, they stuck with the continuity too because at the beginning of the episode, the guy when he's leaving, he stubs his or he gets like a suitcase that falls on his foot, and from the entire episode, he's like he has a um, cane afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> and as I said, the guy who what's his face the carriage driver was even in it he was supposed to be signaling them if the police came because of the grave robbery and he does but he like they hear a whistle in the in a church and the main character's like that's not the whistle i'm used to hearing and it was like <laughs> uh, yeah the, oh uh, the other thing i liked about how even though it felt modern it was still true to its rights was that the camera that he used when you saw it through his lens at the very beginning, because it, it had one of those flip blankets that you put over your head, um, you could see inside the lens, and it was backwards. Like pictures were, all pictures are taken backwards, but because of digital, like it flips it back to us so that we see yeah, it right. the right way. But back then, obviously, you didn't have that because of the mirror. He only saw the backwards version of it, and that was really cool. And so it was kind of like the right way and the backwards version. Yeah, seeing it backwards was the right way to see it. And they were, then they had the red room, even, where he was developing it. And it was like, am I watching Stranger Things right now? Um, and that's where the, there was funny dialogue between all three characters, the um, the Beast guy and everybody so else. So, overall, do you have any uh, last comments? Uh, I feel like I over-talked this episode that you needed to say more about what ha- how the show was actually created or anything. I really would have wished to know where the... Uh, people were from or anything. I didn't recognize them. Uh, yeah, they were just kind of. Normal, but I think they yeah, did a pretty decent so. job. Even if some of them were like, "This is this is just my job for now. I'll jump off from here." The main character was was good. Um, Nancy was good. Uh, the worst character acting wise was probably Rubenstein, but he had funny dialogue, and he was the guy who was tied up, who kind of said, who kind of broke down who the evil person was. All right, so that'll be it for this episode. Subscribe to Acorn TV. This is this isn't a um, ad, but it's that's the only way to watch the episode. So that's my best uh, recommendation to see it. Um, and we will see you next time with today's episode, whenever that is. <laughs>